your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now it's time for our coffee break this sunny Friday morning and delighted to welcome to the studio three very good friends of the show, one of whom has to say that, uh, Maeve. Uh, <laughs> she's interning with us at the moment. Hello, Maeve. And uh, we have Helen O'Donnell here of Team Limerick Cleanup and so many other things. I could be here all day, so I won't do that. Morning, Joe. And, and Nick Rabbits from the Limerick Leader. Hello, Nick. Good How are morning, you? morning, Joe. How are you? Now, controversial one, certainly in our house where this creates quite a bit of tension, is that um, uh, Marks and Spencer, not that you can get anything from Marks and Spencer here unless it's online but anyway Mar- <laughs> Marks and Spencer has dropped their milk use by date to cut waste they're now going for a best before date yeah. now in my house I'm quite comfortable to do the sniff test and be happy with it but my other half is not use by date if it goes one second over it that water that milk goes yeah, um, it's, it's, it can be quite vague around the use-by dates on milk. Sometimes it can be ground after, sometimes it can be hor- horrendous. The smell test is not a bad not a bad way to do it, is it, Joe? Uh, but no, look, I've had a look at this, and it's it's a lovely idea, in fairness. I mean, if, it, if it's true that £60 pounds of food a week is wasted by families... Um, Someone's ringing Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Um, you know... Uh, it's a, it's it's a it's a no brainer really. Now the only thing I'd wonder is like you know um, how do we know we're going to get the freshest items now when we go into Marks and Sparks? You know if we go into Marks and Sparks, I know we can't do that here in Limerick for <laughs> obvious reasons. Mail or Killarney are the yeah. two nearest spots, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Helen? I mean, you're someone who well, worked obviously in first, catering and the like. First of all, I hope the milk you're drinking is local. Drink as uh, your local and support your local milk uh, company is what, what, number one. Uh, the other piece I would say, the sniff test, I'm, I'm a woman for the sniff test because um, this time of the year, you know, you're taking milk in and out of fridges and it's incredibly hot. Um, so it's, it's hard to keep milk uh, fresh. Um, and, uh, you know, never throw out milk. Make scones, make brown bread. For goodness sake, don't waste anything. You don't pour it down. You pour it into some brown First thing flour. I, th- I then, think of yes. is to make brown bread. <laughs> brown flour. I'll give you the recipe. So <laughs> simple. flour up in the air. Oh, <laughs> all you need is uh, sour milk. is really good. So um, I'd say don't waste it. Uh, use it uh, many different ways. Uh, but um, sniff test is mine. And... Uh, Listener saying, Joe, you've just confirmed for me the struggles of couples at home, but men <laughs> seem to be all the same. The sniff test is grand for them. Same in my house. Would you uh, sniff test um, yogurts? My other half does the sniff test, and even if the yogurts are growing green stuff, he says it's grand. Uh, it's so frustrating. I've He's, had sour ham and mold yogurts in the fridge oh just left there. They have to be dumped past their use by date. The best before is different, says a listener who has given her name, but to protect her. Her relationship, I won't. <laughs> I won't repeat it. Uh, <laughs> what do you reckon, Maeve? I'm very particular about use by dates. I always go by them, so I'm very much against oh, this yeah. new Max and Spencer thingy. Um, the second something's out, they I won't go near it at all. And it's funny because um, my house, like my parents, are not like that at all. My mum's like sure like it's just a suggestion like eat it anyways there could be mold growing on stuff she'd be like yeah well we need to use it but I'm very, I just could not eat anything that's by the best by date and, and among your pals you know do younger people take this use by date seriously? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a thing. It's I'm just very you. Yeah, about. but you're not the only one. Yeah. I mean, there are people out who are very, very particular um, about it. Now, I hope that there's no question here that MS are kind of doing this for legal reasons or anything like that. I suppose <laughs> they'd be doing the opposite, to be fair, if it was for legal reasons. It's more about saving the planet, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, as I say, we are in a cost of living crisis and um, mm. people are relying on food banks. There's people homeless and, you know, to see waste. It breaks my heart, actually, when I see food being thrown out by restaurants when it could be going to, you know, people who actually could really use it. Yeah, absolutely. But in the midst of all of that, then, we have this wonderful weather. Although we did hear from farmers in the last hour saying, well, that's fine for all of you. But if you're a farmer, this drought is becoming problematic and it's quite early in the summer for it, Helen. I'm worried about my well, Joe. Um, yeah. I'm out there watering. I don't have a public water supply. I'm worrying about um, the amount that I'm trying to keep my, my plants alive and uh, keep everything going. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough on farmers because you can see if, you know, if you did mow uh, once no more May was out, if you did any bit of mowing, nothing has grown in the last short while. No. Um, my flowers and roses all think it's July. I'm just worrying what kind of colour will be in the garden in July because things are growing out of their skins um, and um, it is a challenge um, and obviously I think you know it looks like this is climate change and we're going to have to look at harvesting water more, of collecting water more um, in terms of I don't that's not very practical for farmers because the quantity of farm, you never water uh, what the rain will do um, and you'll know yourself that once the rain comes everything will be great in the garden whereas you could be watering from noon till yeah, and I was talking to a man during the week who was saying to me that, you know, there is a sense now that the west coast of Ireland is going to become the next big costa for central Europeans because it's so hot there for so much of the summer that they'll want to come here to our mid-twenties temperatures mm-hmm. and the lovely views, of course, of the wild Atlantic Way and everywhere else and then the breeze coming in off the shore. <laughs> Never mind that. Come, come to Limerick. Never mind going to the west. coming off the shore there. What are you talking about? Just go around there to the river. Yeah, we're very lucky. Plenty breeze off as, the river. As, as sure, wasn't, I, wasn't I at the beach at UL, which some of you might be aware oh, of? Yes. There's a beach in UL. Honest to God. You were there in your bikini, Joe. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit worrying for but a lot so, of people there, actually. Yeah. But but so yeah. on, on a serious note, I mean, there's no hotels. That, I mean, the hotel availability is so low. Someone was telling me in Limerick this weekend, given it's the Monster Final, like there's not a bed to be had. And, you know, a lot of Airbnb hosts yeah. have hiked their prices and things like that. And we had Joanne Geary on from my home, Donaghy, and they had done a survey and she was talking about places like Kerry and Galway and Donegal and the rental for holiday homes. You know, I think she said between two and a half thousand and five and a half thousand euro along that large parts of the wild Atlantic way. And I know originally you're from Sligo, mm-hmm. so I assume it's... I was there last week, it's the very same thing. Yeah. And there's a shortage because a lot of our um, accommodation has been taken up. Huge hotel in Ross's Point in Sligo, where a lot of friends from Limerick would have gone, played golf, family hotel, great rates, um, and had a great uh, weekend or, you know, a few days. And they've gone over a number of years post pre-COVID. Now that has been taken out of um, the market um, because it's uh, a Ukrainian home for many who need it. Um, But lots of places around the coast. And there's a knock-on effect because the ice cream shop is suffering, Mm. the surf schools are suffering because if you can't stay somewhere, you're unlikely to go 
a huge distance for a day. So you need accommodation and you need reasonable accommodation. And signs on, the whole west of Ireland was covered in camper vans and tents and all kinds, anything yes, like wheels. I've seen that myself, And yeah. it's a serious problem, Joe, because there's, I'd be calling on the councils right up the west of Ireland, particularly in Sligo, to actually provide sites, service yeah. sites, because they're parking where there's no facilities in places that I love to swim. And, you know, you wouldn't get in the water because you don't know what's happening. Um, you know, the, all these containers have to be cleaned out and there's, you know, huge uh, numbers of people, the volume of people. I actually looked and I thought, you know, this is not, I photographed it. I was absolutely shocked at the volume of camper vans, tents mm-hmm. and makeshift yeah. accommodation. Uh, which so, you can't blame people. You're so right. Because I, I went to a day trip to Galway there on, uh, what was it, Monday or whatever it was. And, and again, you, you know, even along the motorway, the number of camper vans that you presume you're, you're not from Clare. Um, yeah, um, I was in La Hinch just a few weeks ago. It was the end of May. It was very hot and it was absolutely... <laughs> she's from Claire. Sorry, Joe. I've just taken <laughs> taken it. I've been getting that all the way here. And she's wearing funny colours. <laughs> I was hoping you'd notice. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah I noticed. Here. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing red. It's a warning. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh, it was absolutely mental in the Hinch, and I was just thinking to myself. It's only late May right now, so I can't imagine what it's like at the moment with the temperatures we're currently having and the amount of camper vans out there and the beach, there's barely room to lie down. Oh, I know, I know. Now, listen, we won't complain. The weather's fantastic, but it's just, it's amazing. And and it is quite early in the year to have it this warm. There's no... But you would be asking, Joe, for people to leave no trace? no matter where they're going on holidays, um, to it's take away TLC what you bring. Yes. <laughs> take away what you bring with you. I mean, all our volunteers will become beach cleaners during yeah. uh, the season down in West Clare and North Kerry and the various places they go and um, they frequently join local groups so I would ask people if you are travelling to um, to leave respect, no trace respect the environment mm-hmm. and of course what do you think has got people animated it's just you just never know on this show this is the milk thing uh, Connor says Joe slightly off milk is absolutely grand to make <laughs> porridge um, Morris says use by dates for chicken is an absolute must and you'd agree with that, yes, Helen? Yes, I would. Yeah. I'd agree um, with yeah. that. That's very important. Um, sure. And another listener, um, not giving their name, says, Ah, Joe, did you not say you suffer with hay fever? So you can't reliably sniff test any food. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife is right. <laughs> well, uh, it's a mantra oh, I live sweet. by. <laughs> My wife is right. Uh, Jean says, use your senses, look, smell and taste. There's far too much food wastage because of use by dates. People have forgotten our basic senses because of these dates. How did we survive before they were introduced? Well, look, sure, I mean... That's like saying how did we survive before the wheel, you know. Um, Philip says, Joe, I was speaking to a Polish chap a few days ago. I don't know why, why this is relevant, but anyway. <laughs> Philip says, I was speaking to a Polish chap a few days ago and he told me that sour milk in a frying pan with sliced tomatoes is a Polish dish. They um, love it. Try it, Joe, and come back to us. No, Philip, why don't you try it and go back to me? <laughs> <laughs> and tell me what it's like. <laughs> now, uh, oh yes, students... I'm going to come to you first, Maeve, because you were a secondary school student um, a little before me, maybe six months ago. Um, (laughs) Students calling their teachers sir or miss or miss is an outdated idea that stems from cultural misogyny, according to a columnist this week. What do you think? It's one of those things I've never really taught about in schools, but yeah, we'd always be calling them sir or miss. But one thing that's always annoyed me is when you go online and you have to fill out some information about yourself and then it's like, oh, your prefix, Mr, Mrs, 
Ms. Miss. I'm like, why is there only one for the man? And the woman, the women's one is all dependent on like their marital status. Like that's like, I I just find it bizarre, yeah. and I never know which one to actually pick. I still can't. You're it. more passionate about this than about the monster hurling. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> There's a Miss and Miss, and I can never tell the difference between those two. But yeah, I don't know. Just so Miss relates to not married status or non-married status. Mrs. Miss, Miss Miss is the neutral term. Neutral, is it? I would yeah. have thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, Nick, um, oh, honestly, <coughs> I, I went to school in the UK, and I was probably a bit pedantic <laughs> at the time. I did question the idea of calling a teacher. So I was like. When were they knighted? When did they get the, <laughs> you know, when were they... <laughs> they love you for you that. Know, oh, stop. But, ah, oh, listen, come here. I mean, I read this and I was like, for God, for goodness sake. I mean, just, I, it, it's just sort of... But which side about, do you come down Talking on? about a pro. I don't think there's a problem with it. This, Sarah or Miss? Uh, Sarah or Miss? Yeah. They, I mean, or do, or do we just say, how are you, George? See, if you're a maths think, teacher, I think there needs to be there needs to be boundaries. I mean, it's you know uh, these kids, give them give them an inch. Some of them well, they I, take I, a mile. Because you know I, mean? like, I can think of a number of teachers that I've had, you know, including um, Podrick, the um, principal out at Castroy College, yeah. who was my maths teacher many moons ago. I I can't like even when he comes on this show, I have to stop myself <laughs> calling him sir. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's just because it was so ingrained that that was certainly w- where I went to school. That was the way it was. I just think we're, we're, we're they're tinkering with something that's just not an issue, and it's just <laughs> there's, there's a head teacher in this school just outside London who's ordered his staff to, you know, not be addressed like as Miss or uh, Sarah or whatever. He's looking for attention, and it, it, he's got his attention. <laughs> no, no, so no, congratulations. I mean, I know you're involved in, in, in a school and a school board, aren't you, Crescent I College? Am. Yeah. I, recently, it's quite funny. I was laughing. I saw it. Um, I was. We have temporary accommodation. We're doing a big um, job in the, in the school at the minute, and um, I was walking down, and this fellow came up against me, and he said, "How are you, Dermot?" And I, I was looking, and I said to Jared Mullins, "I said, your man." I said, "Does he not call you Mr. Mullins?" He said, "No," and I thought. Them. I was quite, and he said no. You know, uh, they all call him um, by his first name. So, yeah, which I was thinking, and um, then I was asking other teachers. So, some like to be addressed by Ms. or Mister or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've forgotten about the sir element because I don't remember calling teachers sir at school or. Oh, um, but in my I do think that the respect is really important. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's respect for people. I would be the same as you. Um, when I have to, you know, meet teachers that were my teachers, I would still say, you know, um, Mister. Um, <laughs> they're nearly all male, actually, ironically. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's just. I think it was a respect. Um, for older people, you know, you, yeah. when I grew up a long time ago, uh, you know, you, there was that respect for um, people within, you know, uh, your community that were elders. And I think it's no harm. Yeah. I was a bit taken aback when I heard that, you know, yeah. your man was going to be so informal and called a principal. <laughs> I remember a cheeky kid, a cheeky 12 year old when I was at high school. Um, I remember calling a teacher by their first name once. I think um, it was my art teacher, Maureen McFadden, I think her name was. I was in detention for a week. (laughs) But calling her Maureen? Yeah. You see, and rightly so. There you go. I was like, hello, Maureen. Uh, Exactly. Um, Actually, Helen, I was talking to Ronnie Long this week. And he told me something about you that I didn't know. (gasps) He said that you were an outstanding athlete. Like n- national level, national. 
I was. I was a runner, yeah. yeah. A runner. A, and, and a brilliant a long, one, Ronnie A long-distance runner. Mm. Oh, J- Ronnie was always a great fan. You're, um, a, ho- you're yeah. a hockey You're a hockey star. Uh, no, well. no, no hockey. No, you're hockey. pushing... Well, look, at if you get up early in the morning, you can be everything. <laughs> I, no, I never played hockey. Oh, you did. Sorry, I thought you played hockey. <laughs> no, basketball <laughs> and running. And, uh, yeah, I had uh, quite a few um, running <laughs> achievements. Um, probably back when I was running, you know, you didn't have coaches who'd have brought you on. But Ronnie said, oh, but as a viewer, someone took you over and ironically we had um, a Sergeant Ward an amazing man Paddy Ward who was um, our coach locally and you know voluntarily took all the kids running serious yeah. running on a strand street of strand yeah. um, so I was very lucky and uh, uh, I always think it stands to me you know because uh, yeah. there's something about a long distance runner yeah well in your mind as well mm, I think you know that, yeah. that nothing. okay well look there is this uh, little hurling match happening uh, on uh, Sunday um, the Monster Hurling who's playing Joe Lim- <laughs> haven't heard of Limerick us. against yes. our good friends Claire and Maeve you are indeed from Claire something that you have been telling us about quite proudly for about three weeks here <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely buzzing for the match. Like, you know, no matter what the outcome's going to be, we all know it's going to be a great game because, like, there's been a fantastic season of hurling for Munster. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to ba- brag about Claire here a bit, they've been <laughs> phenomenal. Like, and, you know, last year when we were going for the Munster final against Limerick, I didn't have as her. much confidence as I do right now. And I'm just so you, you, you really feel you're in with a shot? I think so. I mean, the reality is they are in with a good shot, aren't they? they this are. could be... Oh, it's going I made us animated. But, you know, we have, we, have, we have a fantastic team. And I just hope the very best for them. But it'll be a mighty match. And they have given us so much pleasure. I mean, I've been at the few matches lately. And, oh, my goodness, to have a team like that uh, is... But I can see the excitement in Clare and all the other counties. Um, uh, but the really nice thing is the camaraderie between everybody in the Gaelic grounds the last day in Thurless... And it'll be the same um, uh, on Sunday. Um, it's really um, a pleasure to be at a match like yeah. that. It's so exciting. And to see the crowds drifting um, in and see them coming out. But just keep the place clean and use the bins, <laughs> please. I was, at, uh, I was at EI Electronics. They're a great company out in Sean and they manufacture smoke alarms. The banter, we did a we did some shoots for the Limerick leader out there and I've got a video that I've done. The banter was incredible from the Limerick sports and the Clare sports. <laughs> Brilliant. It was one of the funnest and most That's incredible great. I think stories it's one of the I've great done. Things you know, about yeah. Limerick Clare because people yeah. are working together and family connections and just yeah. over the border and all that and it'll be brilliant. So we look forward to a super sunny Sunday and sure the right result hopefully Limerick winning um, <laughs> yes. and I want to thank you very much for coming in this morning much appreciated Nick Rabbins from the Limerick Leader Helen O'Donnell from TLC and our own uh, Maeve um, who's interning with us here on Limerick Today at the moment from UL Your views Your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95